apartments of the Chateau Marley sits the Marchioness de Montespan. The ravages of evil and superstitious fear which hid her beauty in the little cottage in the woods have gone. And she is calm, proud, lovely as ever. She sits erect and still in the high-backed chair, no slightest movement betraying either impatience or fear. Standing back against the window is the witch, La Bosse, watching the Marchioness with sharp, cunning eyes and keeping up a monotonous whine of complaints in her old, cracked voice. I don't see why you've brought me here. Palaces are no place for old women like me. I'd have been happier to let you come alone. I am sure you would have. But I've paid a lot of money for your incantations and the cutthroat you've sent about my business. And haven't I done all you asked, lady? I have only your word for that. I intend keeping you by me. Are you afraid I'll spread the story of the great Martianist, her legs are jelly with fear, running, screaming through the woods of Marley with her hair flying in the rain? Silence! No one would believe you. They mightn't believe, lady, but they listen all right. I was a fool ever to be mixed up with you and your crowd of criminals. But since I am, you'll stay with me until I know that you've carried out your promises. Until I have regained my power over the king. But why come here tonight? Is it wise? Knowing all you know? Lady, I warned you the portents were not good. You advise me to act quickly enough what I am doing. I am dangling all on one last bow throw. If your power is as strong as you say, if you have not tried to make a fool of me, then my rival is dead and my way lies open before me. He will be glad of one he knows to comfort him in his sorrow. Somebody is coming. Ah, it will be Louis. His Majesty has never yet refused to see me. I knew he would come. Your Majesty, I have come. Francois, I bring you a message from the King, Madame. You bring me a message from His Majesty? Since when have you been a royal messenger, Francois? Since but a moment ago, my lady. Oh. You have given up the position of governess for that of messenger. I should not have thought that was a step up on the social ladder you seem lately so eager to climb. Where are my children, Francoise? My children, whom you abducted, they are safe, madame. Indeed. Is it not a criminal offence, Francoise, to snatch children away from their mother? Without doubt, you have already told your story to his majesty. What would you say when he hears my side of it? Oh, Francois, you should keep your fingers out of the affairs of state. You are too stupid to play games with politics. Lady, lady, have a care. Silence. I have listened to you too long. I bring you this message from His Majesty, madame. Very well. Give it to me. <sighs> what is this? This is some kind of jest. My land. My money. Forfeit to the crown. My title's gone. What game is this you play, Francois? It is no game, madame. Of all people, you should recognize the king's signature. Expulsion from the court. Confined to the money. 
all I have worked for, all I planned. This is your doing, Francois. It is the king's will, madame. It is the finger of fate. Hold your tongue, you old crow. And you, Francois, you standing there quiet and sly, gloating over the misfortunes of one who was your friend. Gloating, laughing smugly at me. I do not laugh at you, madame. But I will pray for you. You've come a long way, Francois. What were you when I first picked you up from the gutter? The widow Karen. The widow Karen. She's not a growth of left, Doctor. It's a long way from the widow Karen to the marchioness to see there. Or do you aspire to higher titles, Pierre? His Majesty has been pleased to grant me money to buy the marquisate of Mentimer. Oh, it is Madame de Mentimer now, is it? But how long can you hold such a position, Francoise? My little humble widow Karen, will not your simple head grow dizzy with a height? Eh? <laughs> oh, you were a poor Francoise, never fear. Brought down by your own ambitions and my curses. Yes, curses! But do you think I shall go quietly into oblivion without cursing the traitor's hand that sent me there? Madam, you cannot curse the Queen of France. Queen of France? The future Queen of France, lady. Never. Is that the height of your ambition, then? I do not aspire to be anything but a loyal subject, my king. Yet she shall be queen, I tell you. I saw it in the crystal. It is that that made me afraid. You will never hold his position. Until his very death. This woman shall exert such pious influence for good that all France shall bless her name, and the king shall love her till the day he dies. This woman shall be queen of France. What was? Queen of France? Queen of France? The widow's parents will be queen of France? <laughs> to think that I intrigued and planned, killed, poisoned, lied, invoked the powers of darkness to my aid, and my one good deed. My one act of unselfish charity should ruin everything. <laughs> oh, it is so good a joke to lose. To think that I shall wear the veil and suffer poverty. For some cause, put on the crown. <laughs> From Quasic in Brittany, a ship has set sail for Belle Isle and the port of Loch Maria. The blue sea creams up about its prow. The white sails balloon out proudly in the stiff Breton breeze. Aurora and Joel are going home. They stand against the rail, watching the somber girdle of rocks rise out of the sea line, oblivious to everything except each other and Belle Isle or Mer, which is to be their home. Beside them, bouncing up and down with remembered indignation, is Fike, the dwarf. Our prince is a curmudgeon, but no more manners than a stable boy. I tell you, he sent a servant, a servant to me, Riquet. You've already told us that, Riquet. Look, Aurora. Luck, Maria. He's all you care about, Luck, Maria. He looks no better than a rocky prison to me. It is home, Riquet. Home. Maybe it will suit some, but the world is my home, and the sea is my playground. Oh, if we had a man for our prince. Do not care that the king insulted me. And after all, I did to him too. Do you not care that he said no word of thanks for all our efforts? Look! We're coming into port. And see the sun behind the castle. 
It looks as if it is made of gold, Joey. It is a sign, my darling. A sign that the future is all golden for us now. Death of my life. The man besotted. You think that one who took fiber, single-handed or almost... A man built to stop millstones with his little finger to end his career in such a state of maudlin nonsense. <laughs> What's wrong with your freakish? Are you jealous? Madness! <laughs> Mad with jealousy, unrewarded by his king. Oh, what a mood to bring to luck, Maria. But you'll change your tune presently, I warrant. Wait until you really see the place. We'll be tying up the key in a moment. Then you shall see. <laughs>